Hi, and welcome to the Mountain Collective Podcast. Hey everyone, I um, just heard an explosion outside. I think uh, it's New Year, it's, uh, a lot of people are partying, but I'm here talking to you, recording the recap, the wrapping of 2023, exactly in between. So uh, tomorrow, which is the day when I'm going to release this podcast tomorrow morning, the 1st of January, I'm uh, excited actually to recap for you the last year of podcast together in one episode. It might be a short one, depending on how much time this will be. So, um, but at the same time, I would like you to download this PDF, which is already handmade crafted for you. It uh, has all this information that I'm going to say to you in written words. I think it's really valuable for a lot of people to have that in their hands. And whenever there is time to almost like get an insight from professional, an expert, uh, someone that I had on the podcast, I had a pleasure to talk to so many interesting people. I can't explain in words how grateful I am uh, for the last 36 episodes 36 interesting podcasts, interesting guests. It's been a it's been a real journey for me, ups and downs, but at the same time, I really, really enjoyed it. So um, hopefully, I can capture that for you uh, in this episode in one go. And uh, on the other side, please again download the PDF so you can have it in your hand and um, to you know create more value for yourself. Um, there is also another post on my Instagram channel where I even made it even more simpler. Um, a few takeaways from every episode that I did in a small post. So, um, yeah, doing all this work to make sure that first and foremost, <laughs> uh, that I understand what my guests have done, uh, during the podcast, what they have said, maybe I Maybe I didn't uh, listen carefully. Um, maybe I did. So, um, so I'm gonna read that out loud uh, for myself, which is also for you. I think it's really, really valuable stuff um, and uh, valuable information that you can take with you for next year to take more action, to uh, produce more content uh, in which area, whatever you are. Uh, so, um, yeah, let's start first with. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go through basically all of it. Um, however, I'm going to go randomly depending on uh, the, the topic that I want to uh, read. But at the same time, I think it's um, I think it's important for you to, again, download the file and have it in your hands so you can, whenever you want to, um, to have the insights for yourself. So let's, uh, let's start this. So the first one is I want to talk about the Adobe. Uh, I talked with the header of uh, education partnerships uh, at Adobe, 3D and I, Alien Hunt. Uh, Alien Hunt emphasizes the, the on the importance of a strong foundation in the era of widespread artificial intelligence. It suggests a valuable idea for businesses and organizations. The key concept in this podcast that we did is to prioritize building a solid ground uh, work for AI implement, uh, implementations. 
This could involve investing in robust infrastructure, data management systems, and ensuring a cohesive understanding of AI technologies. The idea is to lay a groundwork for successful and sustainable AI integration, fostering innovation and adaptability in the evolving landscape of AI technologies. The next episode that I'm going to talk about is the one that I did with Cristiano Carciani. He is the director of Amsterdam Fashion Academy. I had a chance to work with them as well. Wonderful, wonderful space. I love the people. And uh, it's also in Amsterdam where I am currently living. Um, so um, the discussion that I had with Cristiano was about technology for fashion. So I asked him a few questions about the integration of 3D design tools like Cloth3D, which they are implementing already in their workflow at uh, Amsterdam Fashion Academy and the artificial intelligence in the creative process uh, of the academy which is a tricky space because um, it's an academy. So how do you utilize artificial intelligence? And he is open for exploration, which is great. I love when directors are really open for new ideas and evolving new innovations. So this idea evolves incorporating cutting edge technology into fashion education, providing students with hands-on experience with tools that are increasingly relevant in the industry. The next episode that I want to talk about, which was with Chiara Monarito. Uh, she is a wonderful person that works at Web3 team at Deloitte and also head of a, a department uh, of uh, marketing in a blockchain um, uh, company. So um, she emphasizes the importance of education in the Web3 space, whether you are entering the industry or trying to understand it better. Staying informed and continuously learning is crucial. In the Web3 space, she highlights the significance of user experience. Companies should strive to create seamless and rewarding experience for users, considering both traditional Web2 and emerging Web3 elements. Personally, I have some experience with Web3. Obviously, we all have experience with Web2, which is, you know, the integration of social element to the web. Um, but Web3 is a really interesting space. I'm very looking forward to know more about it in next year. Maybe I'll invite her again. Maybe I'll invite someone else about this, uh, specifically about this topic. However, it's a really interesting space. So the next episode that I want to talk about is with Leonard Van Kralingen. He is a motion designer at Warner Brothers Discovery. So we talked about the dynamic field of motion design. So uh, he likes to talk about the diversity of skill set in crucial uh, dynamic of field of motion design. Being proficient in various uh, aspects from animation to design allows him to contribute effectively to a wide range of projects, making him a valuable asset in the creative team. The emphasis of continuous learning and adaptability is essential in a rapidly evolving world of the, uh, design and technology. This mindset allows professionals like Leonard to stay relevant, embrace new challenges, and navigate changes in the industry. 
again another another uh, guest that talks about the fact that you always need to stay learning continuous learning uh, and adaptability is always essential the next episode that i want to talk about is with g star maximilian uh, rep senior designer at the g star roy so um what happened with them and the reason why i reached out to them is because i saw their artificial intelligence project and i really wanted to uh, get an idea about how they worked and we basically broke down the whole uh journey in in that episode so um the idea is to integrate the artificial intelligence but particularly through tools like Midjourney into the fashion industry uh, and its creative process he highlights the um, journey from traditional 3d design to using ai for garment design discussing the formation of 3d group within uh, gstar and how it evolved into an innovation group the conversation also explored the intersection of ai and fashion emphasizing the collaboration within the digital fashion group and the importance of maintaining brand identity while embracing new technologies and after that we discussed also uh, the potential of argumented reality and virtual reality in the fashion space so um, i think it was really interesting podcast where you can see again the the top tiers of 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 design are always looking for new ideas are always looking to improve their ways of uh, designing things designing elements designing garments designing real garments so um again another takeaway is to be always uh, looking up and listening to podcasts and and searching for new designs searching for new technologies um always being on the lookout the next episode is with Simon Dixon Simon Dixon is the co-founder of Dixon Baxi which is uh, in London the idea that uh, Simon suggested um which was the project that involved creating a bound document and digital uh, project that remixes all the work of the organization have done uh, super features it's called uh it focuses on pushing creativity and experimenting with new technologies and exploring different aspects of the creative process the initiative is not about uh just the retrospection uh, but also about envisioning the future and staying open uh open source this could be an interesting idea to explore further potentially applying uh, similar concepts to other fields of this industry next one was with uh, alexandro um Nicolin Alexandre Nicolin is uh, a product manager at Maxon which is one of my favorite software 3D software and it was really interesting to talk with him about um you know the idea of the anticipation and excitement of the future uh, of arts and technology particularly in the context of 3D software and the integration again of artificial intelligence I believe that I've been talking about artificial intelligence for the last you know like few months on the podcast because it was such a was such a banger to be honest with you like it just came in and from nowhere um so um uh, yeah the discussion emphasizes uh, the potential of ai to amplify uh, to simplify artistic workflows uh, to empower uh, artists and to focus more on creativity it can provide uh, tools that enhance content creation he also expresses 
enthusiasm for the evolving landscape of technology in the creative industry while acknowledging the ongoing learning process of the importance of retaining a balance between automation and human touch in artistic endeavors. I believe it was an interesting podcast. I would love to do another one with him actually and to see where, um, you know, where we can go next year, um, 2024. Another Media Monks podcast I did. The first one I did with um, the founder himself, uh, Wesley Tanhar, which is an old one. Uh, I think, I believe in, in, in the first year, uh, so in 2022. So in this year, 2023, um, I interviewed Fans Jacobs, and he's the Senior Director of Innovation at MediaMonks. Um, Fans introduces the, a groundbreaking concept called cooperative competition. This idea suggests that companies in the tech and creative sectors can collaborate and complete simultaneously, fostering innovation and synergy within the industry. So it's a game changer, encouraging businesses to work together while maintaining healthy competition, reshaping traditional paradigms and um, for more collaborative and innovative ecosystem. The next one is with Misha Rosema. It's the founder of the Panics. I was a almost like a fan <laughs> in that podcast. I really, really was a fan. I think if you you can hear it, I think back. Um, but uh, I am actually uh, been a fan of the Panics for a long time since I knew about motion in general, animation in general, and um, VFX. So um, my questions were you know, on the excitement side that I'm actually talking to Misha. But on the flip side, he understood that and also embraced the fact that I was there and was trying to, you know, calm down and be like a normal person. So um, again, very happy that I could talk to Misha and um, had a podcast with him. And it was a really successful one as well. So the core idea centers uh, from the podcast around the importance of unwavering passion and commitment to one's unique creative vision. The conversation explored the challenges of balancing artistic integrity in a market of demands into the impact of technology, particularly AI, on creativity and underscores the irreplaceable role of human element in the creative process. Emphasis is placed on the continual exploration, embracing analog um, methods of finding fulfillment in the creative journey despite the evolving landscape of technology and the industry. I believe that was a really interesting podcast because it kind of, you know, contradicts the idea of AI. And at the same time, I did talk about AI multiple times with others, which is, so it's, it's a double-edged sword that I'm still figuring out where to what to land and what not. And at the same time, I'm really open to understand everything from every angle. And um, if you guys have any suggestion, please uh, leave that somewhere in the comments um, of Spotify or whatever this is will be um, posted. Max Leader is the Chief Innovation Officer is my next episode. 
fan um, of Yongfeng uh, Mats, which is an agency in uh, Germany. The challenge is more casual. In was in that uh, discussing that podcast, but the structural or the technical requiring an understanding of difficult mindsets and cap- capabilities within the team. We had quite a conversation about teamwork and team building and culture which is interesting so um i learned a lot from that to be honest with you he's such a cool guy the uh, very fast if you if you listen to that podcast he was super fast i actually had to almost recalibrate with myself from time to time the uh, key element a key idea is to focus on building a cultural adapt- adaptability within creative organizations Emphasizing the uh, integration and emerging technologies and finding balance between technological innovation and creative storytelling. This could evolve creating interdisciplinary teams early in the process, valuing diverse competencies and staying uh, together with technological developments that align with the agency's goals and client needs. The next episode was with my friend, Philip Hartman. He's a 3D motion designer at uh, Plus One Amsterdam. One of the first uh, studios here in Amsterdam to challenge the motion graphics space. Um, so um, big shout out to them. I love their work. Um, so uh, the main idea from the podcast was around the challenge of reflection and setting ambitious, ambitious goals. The impact of oversaturation of images in the digital space and the ethical consideration of AI generated art. Now keep in consideration also and also in mind that this was exactly right after Midjourney was well like a few months after Midjourney was uh, released. So I was in shock as most of anyone else was in shock. Like how can it you know how can it be possible to to create such a tool that you can instantly create images, uh, high-end resolution images. Um, so um, I was the conversation was really like between like I was I was still like asking uh, questions about like what's going on. Uh, so um, he also uh, showed me this project which is called Rachel is Not Real. Uh, it's an example of how AI is changing the creative landscape. It also touches up of, upon the, um, the importance of curiosity, hands-on uh, creative uh, exploration, and the evolving role of artists in the world, increasingly influenced by automation and artificial intelligence. Really interesting. So, um, yeah. Uh, next episode is with um, the founder of Cave Academy, Chahiro Amin. Um, such a nice, nice guy, honestly. Like he's such a calm, nice guy. We had, uh, I think, prior the podcast, like a few conversations on the, on the interweb, and um, yeah, we we got the chance to really, and uh, you know, know each other, and um, really interesting guy, like the way he thinks about reality and the way he, you know, provides information. So, um, the idea of that podcast was to explore the potential incorporating physical activity in real and real-world experiences into CGI and uh, projects. So uh, encouraging students in the CG training um, and artists to encourage 
uh, their activities that go beyond the 3D or digital realm, such as underwater shoots, uh, script writing, and even outdoor adventures, which is one of my favorites, as you guys know. Mountains, big fan. Uh, emphasis the the value of uh, personal projects for learning and suggests reading materials that focus on the idea generation and storytelling to enhance creative skills this is really why i'm reading this because it really brings me back to that moment where i was actually traveling at the time i was also hiking so um it really brings me back to that moment where i um i was you know it was a beautiful time to be honest with you like i really enjoy talking to uh to uh jahiro uh but the key takeaway from the podcast was to be productive proactive and explore different experiences and find inspiration beyond the screen for more well-rounded approach to CGI and VFX. All right, so next I'm going to talk about the Panic podcast that I did with Rita Alika Sitemon. So she's the co-owner CEO of Panic um, Studio. The core idea behind the podcast was to uh, have a conversation with her and, and ask her about how they work and how animation in general works in the, the creation of animation. So the idea evolves around the creation of um, an animation project at Panic where the emphasis is placed on effective storytelling. The conversation delves into the journey of developing the project, highlighting the importance of considering various elements such as voiceover, visuals, and motion to create a cohesive an emotionally resonant story. The advice given centers on learning by doing, taking on challenges and continually improving the field of animation. The concept is about holistic approach to storytelling in animation, which uh, with the focus of uh, on attention of detail and collaborative processes. I believe uh, when it was an interesting uh, animation studio and uh, they are doing great work at the same time so my next uh, podcast uh, selection is with Sehsucht um, the studio in Germany and I talked with Laura and the creative director Christian so um, we talked about the importance of passion creativity and adaptivity um, in the animation industry both guests Emphasis that the follower counts on social media don't really necessarily determine an artist's value, which is interesting, and which gives also a lot of hope for a lot of uh, artists. And the focus on finding individuals with strong creative drive. That's a great takeaway. You need to have a drive. How do you how do you have a drive? We can talk about that later on. However, I also have again in the PDF. Uh, in the link in the description, you can find more about uh, the how-tos in a different section. Um, not necessarily in the PDF, but on the on in the link itself. But uh, the ability to adapt to different projects and the willingness to collaborate within the team is important for that studio. The key takeaway is that a vibrant and an open creative culture is crucial for forcing, fostering talent and producing high quality work in animation industry. So again, uh, there is uh, next to the PDF, there is another section that you'll find in the link that um, that I also designed for you to 
look how to actually create um, a systematic design for yourself to to stay in action and to take actions in 2024. Next episode is with Leonardo Perculin. He is the founder of Blau Filmhouse. So Blau Films uh, is a studio uh, in the Netherlands and uh, we talked about a lot of interesting ideas. They have a film which is kind of hard to uh, to say. Synthetics Labyrinth which is an interesting film that um, that we talked about the idea of preserving human knowledge as uh, at the end of the humanity approaches. The film takes the audience on a virtual, visual standing journey through space while addressing conceptual themes on the importance of collective memory. The core concept evolves around building cultural assets that leaves a lasting impact and has monetization potential beyond traditional film distributions. I believe that uh, Leonardo had really, really interesting ideas about how to build cultural assets, digital assets, and to monetize out of it. So um, again, find the podcast and listen to it again if you are willing to understand more of that. I think we also are having another episode, part two, next, uh, so in, in 2024. So stay at the lookout for that one. We are talking even more deeper on building cultural assets and digital assets in general. Next episode is with um, that I want to talk about is with Ivan Puzerev. He's uh, from Russia. Again, sorry to butcher the the last names, but I'm uh, trying because they are all international people from different countries. So it's kind of interesting to read out loud their last names. It's a company uh, which is called Worlds, and he's co-founder uh, in Dubai. I believe uh, last time I did, at least I talked to him, he was in Dubai and I think they are in Dubai currently. So um, the conversation was around um, metaverse and the, uh, the the main idea was uh, the conversation that centers around the development and philosophy behind the metaverse platform called Worlds. The founders expressed their uh, commitment to creating a platform that enables communication, creativity, and business strategy within the metaverse. Key themes include the importance of digital assets across platforms, the journey from uh, custom projects to building their own platform, and the challenges faced in proving the viability of metaverse concept over the years. I think the metaverse concept is still in the making. So uh, let's wait with that a little bit for 2024 and see what's, uh, what it's uh, going to bring us. But I believe that in combination with Web3 um, concept and the blockchain and all of that together, it will be very interesting to see. So um, yeah, I'm curious as you are about that. So now let's switch to animation again and uh, talk about uh, the podcast that I did with Thomas Sackman. Uh, he is senior 3D character artist at uh, DNEG. Um, you probably have a better way of pronouncing that, but that's how I'm going to say it. So uh, the idea is to explore the intersection of 3D design and AI in the context of entertainment industry, specifically visual effects for films and games. 
the conversation touched upon the evolving role of AI in the creative workflows, uh, the importance of adaptability and the need for effective communication in a rapidly changing technological landscape. This could lead to discussions of projects centered around enhancing 3D design workflows with AI tools while maintaining crucial human touch in communication in, and creative uh, direction. Thomas is a great guy. I just have to say that. Such a such a nice guy. So um, shout out to Thomas. The next one is the one that I want to talk about. Uh, it was about Maxwell. Um, Maxwell's thoughts about co-founding Kingdom of Something. It's uh, Amsterdam-based uh, motion design, motion 3D uh, motion studio here in Amsterdam. It's actually very close to where I live. Um, it's five minutes uh, walk um, journey to their uh, office, but um, it's a beautiful uh, space. And at the same time, we had a really nice conversation. We um, we talked about creativity, collaboration, and client-centered um, approach in the work of Kingdom of Something. One stands out, the idea uh, could be to create platform or service that facilitates collaboration and networking among creative professionals in the design and animation industry. Platform could focus on uh, building uh, com uh, connections between freelancers, studios, and clients providing a space for talent to showcase their work, discuss projects, and potentially collaborate on innovative ventures. At the same time, when I was talking to Maxwell, we had a really interesting time where he talked about freelancing and how to be a good freelancer and how to actually approach freelance in a good way. Again, uh, there is... Uh, in the link below, you will find um, the toolkit that I have for 2024, the action toolkit, where there is a lot of these ideas embedded in that system that I created for you. So uh, click on that link and look at it by yourself um, on that website. Next episode that I had with Roger Magrini from uh, Skyline VFX. He's a character, 3D character artist. We talked about the journey and challenges of transitioning from biology, which is interesting, to becoming a successful 3D artist, focusing on character creation and realism. By the way, uh, if you look at his work, it's amazing. Like, it's really amazing. Like, very, very realistic in skin and, you know, details and how close he comes with the camera to the face. So, um uh, we discussed a lot of learning processes and the impact of new tools and technologies, but also how he did it and stuff and, and stuff that has to do with self-improvement and, and, and the importance of it as well over time. That could make, you know, an engaging and insightful experience and exploration uh, in the 3D art industry. The next one is with Rob Sloan. We did two parts and he's a co-founder and CEO of or Orbis Tabula. Uh, the idea behind his company is to consult and create content uh, for film specialized in using generative AI to efficiently convert physical representations, representations into virtual worlds. They cater primarily to the film and visual effects industry, but extend their services to various domains where virtual backgrounds are applicable. The conversation that we had emphasized the importance of adaptability, maintaining a balance between quality and practicality. 
and serving as a bridge between traditional production methods and innovative AI applications in the ever-evolving landscape of content creation. So, uh, oh yeah. So I just actually hang on the phone with the Yampo. We were just talking uh, a minute ago. Uh, he's one of my good friends. Digital artist from Amsterdam. However, he's traveling right now to Asia. Uh, his work is centered around flowers and Houdini, if that makes any sense. So it's very much into how to recreate nature and how to create nature in a beautiful way. Very, very unique style. Uh, so we uh, had a podcast and we we talked about embracing remote work as far as he's traveling a lot. Uh, so how do you do that, actually? And um, we talked about the potential of providing, by traveling, providing um, creative freedom and personal growth and unique lifestyle. Jan Paul uh, shares his experiences, highlighting the importance of stepping out of one's comfort zone, trying new things, and leveraging technology to maintain a productive workflow while working remotely from far away. The conversation also touches on the future of remote working, discussing the potential impact of technologies like Apple's uh, Vision Pro, which just came out when we were talking uh, on the podcast at the time, and the collaboration and the intersection in virtual spaces. The message to see remote work as an opportunity for exploration, creativity, and positive change in one's professional and personal life. Well, I have to say, Jan Paul Dubomon really have changed since I saw him between his travels here in Amsterdam and in a very positive way. So I encourage people to also take that uh, as an example, as an, as an insightful thing for most of your creative work. Next episode I did, uh, or I actually want to talk about because this is not this is randomly, uh, so it's not a in a one go as in uh, the episode numbers. But uh, so the next one that I want to talk about is Alicia Weed. She uh, has a company, consulting company, and uh, we talked about entrepreneurial journey and emphasis in the adaptability and uh, collaboration in a positive mindset. She shares her personal experiences from being in a corporate job to starting and scaling a business, highlighting the challenges that she faced along the way. We both actually are uh, teaching. Well, I'm actually a lecturer from time to time at the Amsterdam Fashion Academy, and she's freelancing there as well. So I see her from time to time. We discussed a lot of we discussed a lot of uh, topics. They went from digital technology to AI and automation for businesses and landscapes and how actually education is really important to really start continuous learning um, and uh, underscoring the key element of navigating and succeeding in an ever-evolving business environment. The next one is with Romain Glion. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he's French. And um, I think that's how you say it. He, uh, by the way, you might ask, how do I know that? It's because I... Um, have studied French for some time. Je parle un petit peu français, which means I speak a little bit of French, but I can read it as well. So, Romain Gluillon, I think. Uh, Romain, if you're listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he's a 3D artist, an amazing 3D artist, by the way. Uh, famous 3D artist on Instagram, uh, art director and an educator. Uh, the core idea behind transitioning from work 
working on commissions to become an educator through tutorials in French and English. He really pushes the idea of setting specific goals, maintaining consistency, and building a community. By the way, I have to add, he's the one that pushes me also to be more consistent. And uh, and I realized that and how powerful that is. So I created again um, a whole system for myself to build a system around create a system to build a system around uh, my podcast the schedules and and how do i keep maintaining my uh, consistency every single week producing this podcast for you so um you will find that again in the link uh coming back to romaine he also discusses the challenges of freelancing and the balance between creative vision and commercial needs for his future goals, including possibility creating his own brand and products. Well, actually, he already has a lot of products that he sells. So uh, he also shares insights from his daily routine, gratitude, self-reflection, and productivity. Uh, the conversation touches the ever-evolving landscape of the industry with more professionals exploring platforms like YouTube and Patreon to share their knowledge and creativity. The next one is with Zoe Park, a 3D artist, uh, also not a famous 3D artist. We, I saw him, I think I did a podcast with him the first time when he had like 12K followers, and then it turned to double. And then I was like, hey man, how did you do that? <laughs> so um, we uh, talked about that. We talked about, um, you can find all of these things again in the link. Uh, I'm keeping on saying that, but it's really valuable. Um, so... We talked about, um, you know, like graphic design, highlighting the importance of continuous learning and uh, creating uh, by self-criticism. Uh, he encouraged the aspiring graphic designers to create a volume of high quality uh, work, engaging the community on the platform like Instagram, um, on various resources, tutorials to enhance their skills. He also emphasized the significance of self-criticism as a motivational tool to improve and uh, just maintaining a balance between personal work, academic commitments as he's a student still, and his professional work. Uh, next is my good friend, Richard van der Putt. He's a fighter and uh, ex-co-founder uh, of uh, Fight District, where I used to uh, train. Uh, he used to be my trainer, actually. So um, one day I told him, like, hey, man, can you please come on my podcast? Because you are very interesting as a personality and how my, how the way you think. So I think it's valuable for the podcast listeners as well. So uh, kindly enough, he came, actually, I think, twice. So um, uh, first, goal setting and maintaining discipline and controlling uh, both personal and business life is, is really important. Um, he shares his experience transitioning from operational side of fitness business to starting a real estate company, highlighting the lessons learned from setbacks and the need for balance between comfort and pleasure and pressure. Um, Richard stresses the significance of consistent small wins, building momentum and finding motivation in routine creativity. And activities so such as exercising and reading 
His perspective underscores the idea that personal growth and success often come from pushing through discomfort and staying focused on long-term goals. Let me give you a, a small anecdote, a small story. I um, One day I was training there and uh, we used to do these burpees and um, and he saw me lifting, I think, 10K. Um, so I went to drink some water and I come back and I'm lifting again. I feel like it's a little bit heavier. I don't know what, what's going on here. Like it's a bit heavier than usual. And I looked at him and he looked at me and then I knew something he have changed. So I look at my, uh, I look at the the numbers and he changed my 10 kilos to 20 kilos without me noticing in the first, but also without him saying that to me. And that's a true, you know, trainer. Like he really wanted me to be better um, and to challenge myself. So in a real way. Next uh, podcast that I want to talk about is with Mano Fokma. He's a director. We uh, talked about, I know that guy uh, from a distance because um, he used to be um, in the industry where I used to work as a motion designer 10 years ago. And uh, he used to be one of the guys who were pretty good at uh, directing uh, films, short films. And um, yeah, I always really looked up to him. And uh, one day I asked him to come on a podcast without knowing him and we got to know each other a bit more. So um um we did a podcast about exploring intersection between traditional artistic disciplines like architecture architecture uh fashion and music with emerging technologies like ai in order to create innovative and thought-provoking content the idea of blending various art forms incorporating elements of storytelling and embracing the potential of ai in the process of creating the idea uh aims to challenge uh, the norm provoke emotions and contribute to the ongoing conversation about the evolving role of humans in and technology in the creative landscape so uh, i did another podcast as well with uh, bram van the uh, fan he is the director and the owner of art Factored. we talked about ar and uh, how ar experiences align with desires uh, for interactive and uh, engaging content rather than traditional advertisements, which is really interesting. So um, this could include tools for users to easily create and share fun, interactive content on social media platforms, uh, catering to preferences of these demographics, which can be sometimes younger uh, than my age, for instance. I don't really engage that much with uh, social media that has you know, games and stuff like that. But um, I think the younger demographics does. So um, we talked about the idea that centered around leveraging capabilities of Apple Vision Pro again for creating immersive and interactive AI experiences while aligning with preferences of younger generations uh, for engaging and user-generated content. Another podcast I did with Sousa Fox. She's a digital fashion designer. Uh, also a good friend uh, here in Amsterdam. She actually she lives in a different city, but we sometimes meet in Amsterdam. Uh, also, I think a teacher now freelances at the Amsterdam Fashion Institute, which is a different uh, uh, fashion school. 
Um, so she, we explored the idea of inter, the inter, uh, integration of uh, mindfulness, meditation practices, and spirituality into digital arts and fashion. So this, this idea could involve uh, creating art that reflects the principles of mindfulness, incorporating meditative, meditative um, themes into fashion designs, and possibly organizing events or workshops that promote the interaction of technology, art, and the inner well-being. The individual, uh, her journey uh, and the experience with meditation can serve as a unique perspective in the creative industry, offering a holistic approach to design and expression. Next episode I did was with um, Michelle Gula. He's a CTO, Chief Technical Officer at Overhead 4D. Um, we talked about the exploration of 3D scanning as a tool for preserving and showcasing cultural heritage. The idea here is to leverage this technology not only for artistic expression, but also for the preservation of cultural identity and heritage. Creating visual, virtual replicas of significant culture, cultural elements allow to uh, allow for wider um, accessibility, education, and conservation efforts. The idea aligns with the interaction of technology and cultural preservation, offering a compelling avenue for impactful projects and initiatives. The next podcast I want to talk about was with Hugo Korhongen. A good friend, and uh, we always talk uh, together. If I have something to share, and or if he has something to share privately, uh, as in if I have a question, or if he has a question in terms of um, what to do, how to post, what to post. He had been growing so fast the last from the podcast that we did until now, coming like to almost like. 70,000 followers I think at this point so really interesting to see his journey still uh, and at the time he was a student as well so uh, proud of uh, Higo and how far he come uh, so we talked about the idea of merging combination of uh, photography and web3 technologies such as NFTs and self-development he expresses a strong interest in 3D and uh, I mean in web3 technology and NFTs uh, as in, as in, he's a photographer, and uh, envision incorporating these elements in his future endeavors. In so, this idea involves leveraging technology to showcase his photography, potentially exploring NFTs as a way to tokenize and sell his work, which he already did actually. Integrating self development aspect to inspire and educate others. Uh, fun fact about Hugo: uh, we met at MetAMS. It's a conference here in Amsterdam. Uh, every year and uh, he came to me and he's like hey uh, I didn't know him at the time he's like hey um, I saw you walking around like do you who are you like yeah that's a good question I also don't know <laughs> it's a complicated question but the simple answer is uh, this is my name this is what I do and he's like yeah I, I want to show you some of my uh, work do you want to look at the screen so we looked at the screen and apparently he was such a cool guy such a nice guy such a humble guy we met after at uh, another event and uh, we kept continuing talking about you know the journey of taking pictures but also for me 
you know podcasting we, it's a very similar journey as in like it's ups and downs and you don't know where what's where, where you're gonna catch the next you know podcast and for him when he's gonna catch the next photograph so we had a really interesting conversation and uh, after that i asked him to be on a podcast and he said yes so um the next episode that i want to talk about was with the 2d artists Severio Wilkins. Um, the idea behind the podcast stands out, uh, which it's about you know educational platform for for artists. Uh, mentioned by uh, Severio, the platform serves as a space for experienced artists to share the skills and uh, provide an online community. We talked on the podcast about a lot of things such as learning and growing, supporting each other and how how did he actually get a job and what are the biggest challenges that he went through in the podcast uh, when he went through as well in his you know career in general. Also another 2D artist famous on Instagram. Joey Paul, he's a good friend of him, which is interesting. I think they live in the same space uh, in the same city, I mean. And they have a similar, you know, studio space. But um, I got uh, I got to know him through Spheria. And uh, he's another really cool 2D um, artist. We uh, talked about um, freelancing and how valuable that resource is for people and how, uh, for freelancers or people that want to become a freelancer. And uh, we provided a lot of insights and the challenges that comes with the industry of being a freelancer. It's um to sum that up a little bit. It's a uh, up up and down, <laughs> uh for people who wants to go from uh from uh to to in sure to come into the freelancing space with a good idea uh of how to actually really do it. Um, again, uh, in the link below you will find um some actionable um ideas. And uh, you can click on that and see if it's um, see how how valuable that is for you. So uh, it's a resource that will help you, and it's it's uh, basically gathering all of these podcasts all together in one small practice that I already had in my own practice to keep up with my uh, ups and downs and how actually hard it is and. It's it's really motivating to have something at least in front of you that can help you to get up in the morning and still do the thing that you don't want to do. So again, I advise you to click on that link uh, and you will find the action toolkit uh, for 2024. Next episode I did with strategic partner manager, uh, partnership manager at uh, Ology, uh Harrison Fox. We talked about brand artist collaboration and how to um, identify emerging talents in the early stage. Um, the strategy involves uh, fostering partnerships with artists who are on the blink of recognition, working with them on various projects and being part of their journey to grow uh, in popularity. We are becoming also good friends. We meet from time to time here in Amsterdam at the Fonda Park. We have some walks and we talk about life in general and, and how to become a better person, a better artist, 
to collaborate with other brands. I think in podcasts, I mentioned the fact that selling out as an artist is, is a good idea. Uh, he also agreed. I believe that a lot of people are, you know, trying to stay and become an artist that, you know, it's it's hard to uh, be, be being an artist and being a freelancer is almost the same thing. And because you have to, you know, hunt for your own food uh, most of the time. So um, it's, um, we, we are... Uh, we always talk about that, uh, me and Harrison, and how powerful that actually can be for you to really leverage um, your creation and, and, and partner with with a brand. And it doesn't really mean that you are selling out, or maybe it does mean that you are selling out. But at the same time, it is really something that helps you to grow as an artist. And you will still need to you know, stay core to yourself, as in believing that the ideas that you have are are still coming from pure place. Um, so um, that's what the podcast was mostly about. The next one was uh, was an interesting one, which is the last one. It's uh, It was with an opera conductor, Kent Musot. Uh, he's an orchestral and opera conductor, <laughs> which is interesting. So we talked about um, developing the concept of combining traditional orchestral music with interactive gaming experiences. This innovative uh, project involves creating a game where audience can play, but at the same time listening to um, almost like uh, orchestral sounds. Um, the idea not only leverages technology, but also maintains the essence of live orchestral performances and human creativity. It provides a bridge between traditional world, classical music, and evolving preferences of the younger generation. With that said, this was 2023 podcast summary. Again, click on the link below to download the full PDF and also to look into the toolkit that I created, action toolkit for 2024 that I actually personally have for myself and now it's available for everyone. With that said, thank you so much for listening. Really enjoyed this podcast, doing it all by myself, having a summary. Uh, if you enjoyed this, I can actually do even more of those and um, see you next year.